Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Alright, welcome to another exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we have author Jared Nathan Garrett on with us, talking about his new book, The Seer. So, uh, How's it going, everybody? Yeah. Thanks for spending some time with us, uh, away from the family and that. So, uh, can you tell, I, I know offline you told us about it, but can, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about what The Seer is. Yeah, you bet. The Seer is my my entry into a multi-author series called The 36, which was hatched by Darren Fraley with his book called The 36. Greg Luke wrote the second, and I wrote the third. Mine is a thriller about a young man who's on a archaeological dig and finds the cloak of Joseph, uh, the, the guy who became the Grand Vizier of Egypt. He puts it on on accident and gets special powers of perception that allow him to see into the hearts of people. And so that's all fine and good until the mysterious guy says, now you need to go save the world. And then this character, Nathan, sees into the heart of a terrorist. And now Nathan needs to decide if he's a superhero or if he's just got a guy wearing an old cloak. So that's my book. And it's a high stakes, very fast paced thriller, shadowy cabals who want to take over the world. And it's a good time. Nice. So I like the fact that you kind of bring in some you know bits of the Bible and stuff like that, like you know, Joseph's cloak. Uh, yeah, much so. It's definitely not what? the multicolored dream coat that we see Donny <laughs> Osmond wearing. Uh, no, no. In that play, no. but um, definitely not. That 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 one was the one that they gave us crap to to the dad. So this is the one that he left behind with Potiphar's wife. Oh, when nice. She tried to get him into her, her chambers. Yeah. Um, the, one of the other fun things is that one of the one of the antagonists in this book is carrying the Betrayer's Razor, which is the razor that Delilah used to cut Samson's hair. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I like that. So my consists of reading the Bible. Cool. No, I, I really like that because one thing I really love is when people can take actual key things of history and work them into stories and make that, you know, kind of twist it for their own needs. But it's really cool seeing stuff like that pop up. Um, there was a series I read. There was... Uh-huh based around the Revolutionary War, which is something I really never enjoyed. But okay. then they, and they added in, they added that into their story where there was magic involved and stuff like that. And then that whole time period just like opened up and it's like, oh, this, air, this time period is actually really cool. And so then yeah. I started enjoying and wanting to know more about that time period. 
So being this, able yeah. to do this, that's really cool. So good. That whole story just told that it warms my heart. You know, stories that provide so much access to everything, to history, to empathy, to the world itself. So I, I'm glad to hear that. I, I personally love the, the, the Revolutionary War. Um, I just hate talking about the Civil War. Yeah. No, I mean, that's another one that's really difficult. Yeah. But, but, you know, when you read, like, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, that kind of changes things a little bit. <laughs> right. and, and then you're like, you okay, go, yeah. yeah, I can see this. And, then, and yeah. then the movie, just like, gravity doesn't exist. Yeah. But it's still, it's still a good ride. It, it's still really cool, though. I mean, who, who oh, could, yeah. whoever thought that someone could spin a, an axe around a person like he does, but, yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Uh, when you got that kind of height and chin, I think you can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> and then the shotgun axe. That was oh. even cooler. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> now i got to see it again because I don't remember the shotgun axe. I know. So I'm like, man, how long ago was that movie? I saw it, but I don't remember that either. Oh, man. Awesome. Yeah. But, no, oh, I mean, okay. it's when you add in elements that, where you know these are things that actually happened. It just makes stories even yeah. more real. And I, that's amazing that you guys are doing that with this. It's so. a good time. Greg's, Greg's book did really well. Greg Luke, he wrote the second one. It's called The Healer. Um, and Darren's, he started off with this very nice book called the, Just the 36. Uh, it's a good time. Actually, one of my, the book I'm working on right now is a, is a sequel to one that came out in January called Laconi. And um, I'm basing it on some scripture as well. So I get to read more scripture and, and, and throw in little tidbits and kind of shoehorn it into events in, in the book. It's nice. I, I, I really enjoyed it. So it sounds like the book starts off uh, in Egypt because you're, you're going through an Egyptian tomb. That's where he finds yeah. the cloak. Um, right. You know, and then where does he go? I mean, where does he end up? It sent, I mean, is he still in Egypt the whole time or is he moving around on the globe? No, so, well, he starts in Egypt because he's, you know, he's an intern archaeologist. Okay. Uh, finished a degree. and But he gets into trouble immediately uh when, when, as soon as the cloak is on him, he sees into the heart of somebody, and he, he tries to intervene, and he nearly causes an international incident. So he, it, it, in the interest of not hurting anybody else, he, he gets out of Egypt and goes to his home, which is in San Francisco, uh, a suburb called Palo Alto, which a lot of people know. Yeah. Um, he, he goes back there to try to figure out what's happening to him, and throughout his trip back home, he keeps having these episodes where he sees into people's hearts and gets all these impressions and is flipping out. Um, and... Uh, he, he, he's, he feels like he's having a nervous breakdown. Uh, his, one of his plain kind of seat companions is actually, I wrote a character uh, in who's a dear old friend who passed away this year. Um, so I was glad I wrote her into a book. Um, and she kind of calms him down in, in, in the story. And then he ends up in San Francisco, and that's when everything hits the fan because it turns out that's where the, the bad guy terrorist is, with the betrayer's razor. So um, I can't give anything else away because it's a bit, that'd be tons of spoilers, but it's, it gets really fast-paced very quickly as he tries to figure out what his, how this power works. And then he realizes that the cost of using the power is at least temporary blindness that might become permanent blindness. So, wow. So, to find out what happened. Yeah, so what was it like jumping into someone else's kind of world or universe? Because I mean, this isn't something you came up with. It's someone else. So was it difficult or was it enjoyable? Uh, at first, it was mortifying um i i would I, I mean i was very i was very i felt very complimented when darren asked me to join the series because i mean he's, he's a good writer yeah. he had greg luke who's a fantastic writer and another friend of ours named tony dutson who's working on his version and 
I, w- I felt very, very proud of being invited to do it. But then I had to read everything he'd put together, all this world creation, all the relic creation, and all of the, all of the rules of how it would all work. And that, that was very scary for me. And then, you know, trying to come up with a story that was my style, my voice that could fit into that, that was actually quite a challenge. I found myself reading and rereading his book just to kind of get a feel for how he wanted people to interact with these objects. Mm-hmm. But then having to reread his, his kind of rules around it and then just saying, you know what, I get the rules well enough. Now I have to just own this and write my story my way. And then um, it helped that I was going to draft it around NaNoWriMo three years ago. And so I was able, because it was NaNoWriMo time, I was able to kind of push on through that fear and create a really good uh, Actually, I found a really good process to, to overcome the fear and just put words out. I started doing character studies uh, for all the characters and found where their complex intentions were. And it really helped a lot uh, just to kind of say, you know what? Okay, the rules can just wait for now. Now it's time to just write a story. It was really good. Nice. That's awesome. And so you said it's it's originally based off the 36 and you're the third book in it. Are they all – are you writing like a continuing story or is it all kind of happening at the same time leading up to something or how does how does that work in the story world? The, the way I think it's working is that they're all essentially happening around the same time. I we, We've all agreed to bring in at least one character from another, another book. So I brought a character from Darren's book into mine for a brief moment and I think Greg also brought um, – Aaron from Darren's book into his book as well. So I believe that, you know, when the time comes for me to write another one, other things will have happened. And so it'll be kind of chronologically after the first one I wrote. But I think right now the three that are out do happen around the same time where these people are kind of discovering their way and discovering that they have a very important destiny to fulfill. I um, I may have thrown a wrench in it. I don't think it's a bad wrench. I think it's a great wrench. I, I put, I created a, a mysterious group of people who are trying to, who know about these relics uh, and who are trying to get all these relics so they can use them to rule the world. Um, but that's because I like to write thrillers. and I grew up reading Robert Ludlum, so how can I not? It sounds like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I just watched that a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah, like, that sounds there like was, a great wrench yeah, to me. <laughs> there, there's this organization Nothing going be around awesome. collecting holy relics. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, but they may not be good ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it's the wrong time period for those particular uh, people. Well, but hey, there's there's always secret societies and other organizations out to do stuff. Somebody always wants to rule the world. If yes. It's Pinky at the Brain. Yes. Or whoever else. Ethan Schmertz. Everybody. Somebody wants to rule the world. Dude. Like I need to have some character that just for some reason says snarf. Snarf. I love it. <laughs> That was one of my favorite things about those characters. It's like, yeah, you know, we're going to take over the world. All right, snarf. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I miss that series. I, I, have, I think I only watched a few episodes of it because it was at the time where I was going through a very uh, kind of a fundamental one eighty transformation or transition in my life. Yeah, but I remember a couple of really funny episodes. Well, they're on Netflix. All of the Animaniac oh. episodes are on Netflix. So if you want to go relive that, go right ahead. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. That sounds sounds like a good plan. It, it Sadly, is. Sadly, my work on Netflix. Um, it would be great to have this playing on one monitor while I'm <clears throat> doing my other work. Yeah. So yeah. so the plan is is everyone has their own individual stories where they, they so one character is intermingled, but then you're going to have some yeah. continued stories where eventually it will all come to one 
big event, more than likely. I would I think so, yeah. Um, I'm not certain if, if, if Darren sees a climax. It's going very slow. I mean, yeah. his, his came at least three years ago. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of unfolding very slowly, and I've got a ton of other projects I'm working on. But I, I hope that that's how it goes, because um, I'd love to see all these cool characters that these other authors come up with join together and join forces against something really big and terrible, because that's, that's what we like, right? That's oh, why yeah. we want stories. Because the bit the good guys win. That that's that's why everyone really loves good. Star Wars and Star Trek and everything else. Because you got to have the good guy win. You got to have that hero yeah. story. And so you said so it is a thirty six, and you have the seer, and then you said the other what was his name wrote the healer. So there's literally like thirty six different characters that are going to be written into this story. Uh, theoretically, I think that um, if I write another one, well, when I write my other one, which is probably another year or two down the road. I will probably have two or three of them in that one. In that one? Oh, okay. Because okay. I was like, that's a lot of books if you're doing an individual one for each thing. So, so I think a couple characters in that one who kind of have their own subplots but have a will eventually end up together to face down some big bad foe. Nice. Um, I like to write that stuff. I'm finding that I'm liking more and more complex plots. I, Yeah, my current project has three subplots, and I'm like, I've never wanted to write three subplots, but now I do. So why not? <laughs> it's like the superhero Justice League team up. I know it's like a it's like a, a superhero origin story based on a Hebrew legend. So what could be better? I know it's amazing. Good time, it, and it's it a little short. It's a cloak, so it's not quite a cape. I don't know. Cloaks are cool. Yeah, sure. cloaks are you cool. know, if you just watch Incredibles, no capes. So you know, <laughs> cloaks are okay. <laughs> yes, The Incredibles is up there for me for favorite movies, anime yes. movies. Nice. Not Ralph. Record Ralph is number one, by the way, in case you're curious. Record Interesting. Ralph. No, that's that a, is that's cool. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say that's up there as their top one, so that's cool. <laughs> I really liked how they threw in a lot of video game references in that. You know, you had Zane Geef sitting in, in no. there and Bowser. Yeah. Oh, man, it's brilliant. The, the, for me, I, I love the story that is where people, it's hard, hard work, and it beats the crud out of the main character. And so. I mean, Ralph's final heroic scene where he, where he overcomes the bad is, I think, it, it's, I actually get a little, little misty-eyed every time I watch that show. <laughs> no, that's, that's a good, awesome. good character arc. Now, yeah, it's really good. The Seer is out. It's available now. It's available on Amazon, uh, on Kindle, or, or, or through print, through CreateSpace, so anybody can order it, and everybody should order it. Yeah. I mean, Christmas is coming, so you know, gifts for everybody. It's clean. I write fully clean. Uh, fast-paced action. Nice. So, but there is romance in this for the first time. And it's it looks like right now, if you jump on, uh, I, I'm a, if I'm reading this correctly, it's the Kindle price. It's actually on sale, so the Kindle price is uh, pretty low. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you can get a copy of this book for three bucks. I mean, that's that's amazing. That's definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fast read. It, it will keep you up. And I mean, that's that's my goal. And you have you know you have four and a half stars out of five right now, which is right. awesome. Which I, I even some of my favorite authors don't even have that high uh, well, of stars. So yeah. that's a that's awesome. Just, just wait till I get one one star because it's a small sample size. Those Jim Butcher and Stephen King. I mean, <laughs> they can have thousands of people say they don't like it, but a hundred thousand other people love it. So yeah, yeah. So they're awesome, and it doesn't even affect them. 
And then, so I can't see because I'm not looking at. Is an audiobook available, or is it possible in the future, or what? What do you tend to do with um, audibles? Well, let me ask, let me ask you. How do you like the sound of my voice right now? Oh, it's pretty great. When you were talking about the book at the beginning, I was actually getting sucked in, and you're like, and then that's all I can all say right. about that because I can't spoil anything. I'm like, oh man. Okay, good. Well, that's good to know. So I I I don't have anything in Audible yet, but I have considered doing it. Yeah. It's, it's, right now, it's a matter of time. I have. I mean, I'm writing the sequel to one of my the sequel and final book in, in one series, and I have two other large series I've, that I've been sitting I've been sitting on for a while, and my memoir because I had a weird childhood. So I have all this stuff I'm trying to do and have a job at Amazon. So it's kind of hard to find time. But you're not the only person who's asked, so that's that's good to know. Yeah. No, I mean... Put in the project plan. To be honest, yeah, if you, your voice is awesome, so if you want to go that way, I would go it that route. I appreciate that. That's but, cool. Um, no. But that's cool. So uh, this book's out. You have... Yes. A couple others, in which we we interviewed you at Comic Con, and yes, a highlight of the con that was awesome. I, for some reason, my mind is slipped on what the other books were. I had yeah, I'm trying to pull everything up on my phone. Um, oh, there, yeah, the the Konai and Beat were the two we we interviewed you and talked to you about. Yeah. Um, yep. And again, you know, you're kind of using history with Laconai and uh, pulling that in, which was awesome. Uh, yeah. And then I, you got Beyond the Cabin, and then I'm also seeing that uh, you were in the Future Worlds anthology. I was. There's a so Beat is a futuristic thriller after post-apocalyptic, and my story in the Future Worlds anthology uh, <clears throat> takes the final scenes of Beat, and you see it from a different perspective. Uh, some bad guys have to. They learn that the their world is a complete uh, lie, and they have to become heroes. And so that's that's just the closing scenes of Beat, but from a different perspective. And it's pretty cool. They get to be heroic. That's pretty oh, cool. I think I also mentioned that the sequel to Beat comes out in February, which is fantastic news. So in February. So that that's quite a few books coming out, like almost one after another. Yeah, my, my hope is to keep some momentum going. I'll probably try to get one out every four to six months wow. for the rest of my life. That That's yep. wow. I mean, wow! I, I, I'm I'm baffled by that just because it took me like over you know over a year to get my book final and done and sent to a publisher, and you're saying you're going to be doing a book every four to six months. That's like you know two to three a year. That's just, that's amazing. Yeah. And hey, you and you're still I'm doing kidding. a day job. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it, I recently tweeted a thing. It was uh. Have a, have a progressing day job and a progressive progressing career time. Uh, spend time with your family. Uh, have good health and get enough sleep. Choose three. So I have opted to not get enough sleep and to eat lots of cake um, <laughs> and the other and the rest of those things. Uh, so I work for I work for a corporation and it's a good job and yeah. it keeps us fed. But I don't want to do that uh, for much longer. Yeah. No. I, I um, completely I'm, understand I'm you on that one. Start. My heart's less and less in it, and so I have to I have to get this done. So there is uh, no reason to go slow at this point. No, no. All right, so we're going to urge the listeners to definitely go out, check out Nathan's book, uh, Jared Nathan Garrett's Jared, book. It's, um, no, 
And then, uh, you know, again, the Seer, which is the newest one, Laconi, Beat, and Beyond the Cabin, as well as Beat 2. It's coming out. So uh, you're going to yeah. have a plethora of books uh, from from Jared to be able to uh, enjoy. And, again, like you mentioned earlier, Christmas is coming. There is plenty of opportunities to pick up a wonderful Christmas gift to give to one of your uh your, your your children, grandchildren, friends, neighbors, loved ones, whatever. Right? Right. Pretty much That's it. Right. <laughs> yes. Because everyone loves books. Can can't read. I don't know anyone that doesn't love books. Even people that hate books like books because they can put it under their table or use it as a <laughs> something or other. Exactly. Or they can burn them. Or they can no, burn them. Wait. I, I, I don't know why you'd want to burn them, but... Uh, I guess if you wanted to stockpile for the one day when the zombie apocalypse happens and you need fuel to keep yourself warm, you can just buy 20 copies of Jared's. So you keep right. one, and then you can burn 19. And as long as you do it all on the same day, so my ranking goes up really high. Yes. I'll be really happy. So, That's fine. Well, let's make everyone rush out on That's the right. 24th and just buy tons of copies of Jared's books. Perfect. Perfect. Be, I love it. Because then, then we're showing thanks to Jared for writing and being doing this ambitious goal of four to, or three, uh, books every four to six months. Man, I, I'm still baffled by that. That's right. Well, I, I, I write usually every day. Um, I, I have a word count goal for the day, and if I don't make it, I have to make it the next day. Nice. So that's, that's awesome. how it goes. And you Plus, said I have six kids, guys, so you know. Well, hey, uh, I, I know how that is. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. said you're writing a memoir about your life too, and that's what I thought was funny because I was reading on Amazon just your little description of your life. I'm like, wow, he has had quite the life, and I kind of want to know about this nomadic cult yeah. thing. So, so when do you kind of have a plan for that book coming yeah, out? Yeah, so that's the tough one. It's the long, slow one. Yeah, um, Beyond the Cabin is a novelization of that childhood in a cult. It's but it's novelized. All, all the bad things in it are real, and all the good things aren't. And the character gets. He goes. He learns a lot more, a lot quicker than I did as as a young person. And so, if you want to just see that, it's there. But the memoir is probably several years out because yeah. it's hard to write. Yeah. No, I bet. I just yeah. When I was reading it, I was like, I definitely want to know more about his life too, just because it sounds yeah, like well, it's been an adventure. So. All right. When I'm when I'm down in Utah, I'll, let's have lunch. I'm happy to talk about. I'm it. Yeah, totally yeah that'd be it. awesome. All right. Cool. Well, again, everyone. Yeah. Uh, books available go on Amazon. Uh, search for Jared Nathan Garrett. You'll be able to find his books, um, or I'm, I'm sure it, the books sold oh. elsewhere. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I believe that uh, they're on Barnes and Noble shelves too. Barnes and Noble. Well. Cool. Uh, so I, go out, buy the book. You're gonna love it. Um, it's it's gonna be amazing. If you have doubts about the other books, check out our interview. Uh, from Comic Con, and you're going to hear all about those books as well. So, uh, with that said, I'm going to say we're out of here. Second dudes. Thanks, guys. They're great. Uh, have a good one. The world is coming to an end. It's your fate to choose which faction you will side with. No matter what, all is lost until you choose your own apocalypse. Come join us. On November 19th, when we unleash the fury that is within at Paragon City Games, 
starting at 6 p.m. Choose your own apocalypse.